Hello, Louisiana. I'm Kerry Martin, and this is the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast for Monday, September 23rd of 2019. Welcome to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, a look at the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Now, here's the host of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, Carrie Martin. 2019 has been a busy election year with a big turnover in the legislature and a big race for the governor's mansion. We'll talk more about the elections with Louisiana Farm Bureau lobbyist Joe Mapes coming up later in the podcast. But first, here's a look at news headlines. The popular herbicide glyphosate, or better known as Roundup, has been under attack recently with unbased claims that it causes cancer. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency recently concluded a review of glyphosate, and EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler says it is not a danger to human health. We always welcome science reviews by other agencies and departments. We often look at, at, at the work that they do, not just within our country, but also other countries. We look at different international bodies. Um, for for glyphosate, um, we took one of the, the most comprehensive looks at that chemical um, ever by any regulatory body anywhere in the world. Um, our conclusions are that it is not a carcinogen, and those conclusions match um, regulatory bodies around the world. Meanwhile, the legal fights continue over the safety of glyphosate. Louisiana dairy farmers now have an additional week to sign up for the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. The new deadline is this Friday, September 27th. Rod Bain has more from Washington. Dairy producers, you will have an extra week to enroll for the 2019 Dairy Margin Coverage Farm Safety Net Program at your local Farm Service Agency office. Agriculture Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation Bill Northey telling a House Ag Subcommittee Thursday to ensure that our producers have enough time to enroll. We are extending the deadline from September 20th to September 27th. The Undersecretary says as of Wednesday evening, we had over 21,000 producers enrolled in the Dairy Margin Coverage program with about $230 million being paid. With the DMC sign-up extension designed to give as many dairy growers as possible opportunity to receive this assistance. Undersecretary Northey adds as for getting the word out. We made phone calls and sent out postcards and emails. Additionally, producer organizations and cooperatives have been important partners in sharing program information and deadlines and we'll continue to work with them to do so with this new deadline. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. The 2019 Louisiana cotton harvest is finally here. Don Molino has more. The 2019 Louisiana cotton crop is starting to come out of the field right now. LSU Ag Center Extension Service cotton specialist Dr. Dan Frommy says the key word right now is sunshine. Basically, we've had plenty of sunshine and good weather for most of the state uh, during September, uh, with the exception of a couple of days of uh, rainfall last week in the in the central Louisiana area but uh, looks like now the pickers are off and running again after three or four days of, uh, of uh, wet weather uh, at this time uh, probably when you take a drive through the state about 70 to 80 percent of the fields uh, you're able to see open bowls out there at this time and uh, kind of looking across the state as well about 40 to 50 percent uh, has uh, been uh, defoliated as well so that's that's a great sign to see that much cotton defoliated 
And roughly, you know, as of we get into here the uh, third week or the end of September, it looks like we have about approximately uh, 20% of the cotton crop has been harvested so far. Uh, yield reports, uh, been some really good yield reports being uh, reported from the northeastern uh, part of the state. And then also uh, above the central uh, Louisiana area, get up there into the, uh, the Natchitoches area. Uh, some of the fields that have been harvested to really look good, uh, considering or comparing it to uh, further down below in the Alexandria area where uh, so far the cotton crop hasn't been that good. Uh, very, very inconsistent uh, when we compare it to other parts of the state. And uh, and with that said, uh, if we can just keep our fingers crossed from a, uh, a cotton standpoint, we just continue to hopefully uh, have some good weather uh, through the month of October as well. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. That is a look at some of the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Remember, you can always check our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.com. We update it every weekday with all the news and happenings in our state's agricultural industry. Plus, while you're there, click the button in the middle of the homepage that says click here to receive our daily news update. Fill out your name and email address, and that'll put you on our list for our daily e-newsletter. It's called The Daily Voice. We'll send that right to your inbox every weekday morning at 5 a.m. Now let's look at the markets on The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. The soybean market took a nice move upward to start the week on Monday. Virginia McGathy is with McGathy Commodities in Chicago. Well, it's kind of quiet to start the week. I think uh, the hiccup at the end of the day on Friday with the Chinese canceling their tour uh, made everyone a little bit nervous. But, you know, after the after we've had the weekend to kind of digest it, uh, the market adjusted itself. And today it was really uh, steady, kind of moving sideways. I guess soybeans is the real story today that it was up double digits and very strong. Of course, anytime we get news, that there's going to be possible purchases uh, by China. And it seemed like like it was a very good news. It got everyone on board to start buying that market. But, uh, you know, the ink isn't exactly dry. We haven't seen any real movement. I think that's why you get a little bit of a pullback. Every time we get a big surge like that, the market starts to, uh, you know, some of the traders just take uh, take the profits off the table. Uh, but it still looks very good going forward. So to start the week for soybeans, uh, that's nice. We, we're kind of still in a little bit of a downtrend since the big run-up last week but I think uh, we could be stabilizing somewhat and start to go forward. I mean, we're going to be watching weather, uh, you know, now because we're really in the harvest. So those kind of things are, are going to be coming up. But, you know, everyone has one eye on these trade talks because they're definitely going to make a difference. Soybeans closed higher. November beans up nine and three quarters, 8.92 and a half. January beans up nine and a half, 9.06 a bushel. Slightly higher corn market, December corn up two and a half, 3.73 and a quarter. March corn up two and a half, three eighty four and a quarter. July wheat was down one and a half, four ninety eight and a quarter. Rough rice finished sharply lower. November rice dropped twenty five and a half to close at twelve oh six a hundred. January rice down twenty five cents, twelve twenty six. November sugar unchanged, twenty five fifty. Now with a look at the cotton market, here's Don Molino. Cotton futures finished higher on Monday. Chinese ag officials stated there were good outcomes in last week's trade talks, indicating the cancellations of farm visits were not tied to trade negotiations. India's cotton crop is seen at 37.5 million bales, according to industry sources, which would be 6.3 million bales above last year. 
Commitment of traders' data shows spec funds backing off their net short position in cotton futures and options by 9,674 contracts. The Cotton Index down 25 points on September 20th at 71.25 a pound. The weekly average world price, 54.62, effective through Thursday. At New York Monday afternoon, October cotton, 60 even, up 87. New crop December, 60.80, up 28. March, 61.54, up 37. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. USDA released its latest cattle on feed report on Friday afternoon. It showed the number of cattle on feed at 99% of a year ago, placements at 91%, and marketings at 98%. Those numbers are fairly bullish for the market. Live cattle selling last week 101 to 104. Dressed prices range from 160 to 165. The futures market responded positively to those cattle on feed numbers on Monday and closed strongly higher. October live cattle up 250, closing at 101.85. December up 262, 107.77. October feeder cattle up 205, 141.25. November feeder cattle up 270. We're going to see a big turnover in the legislature, and that election is just a few weeks away. We'll talk more about it with Louisiana Farm Bureau's Joe Mapes, coming up next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. If you're a farmer or rancher, Farm Bureau wants you to join and be a part of their family. I grew up in Louisiana farm country, and I know all the hard work and sacrifice that you put into raising livestock, growing a crop, raising a family, and running a farm. Farm Bureau puts that same hard work and sacrifice into making life better for you and your family, so join today. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Our guest today is Joe Mapes. Joe is a lobbyist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. And Joe, it's the time of year where the campaigns are hot and heavy. I imagine you've been busy and really anticipating the next few weeks coming up. Oh, yes. We're, uh, we were in DeSoto Parish uh, all day yesterday with candidates running for local offices as well as some uh, statewide offices. And, Carrie, I'll tell you, with 66 new seats, basically 66 out of 144 uh, seats will be filled. Uh, Some of these will be crossover from one uh, chamber to the next, like Senator Francis Thompson uh, made it back from the Senate into the House into his original seat. But, yes, we're very busy trying to decide uh, who to support, who supports ag and and, – who, who, who Farm Bureau thinks we can work with, you know, over the next four to 12 years, or at least in this term. Well, Joe, you and I talked way back in January of this year, and back then you were telling me that it was a very busy time trying to find candidates who would be friendly to agriculture, uh, including some farmers who wanted to run for office. Do you feel like you were successful? Uh, did, were we successful in getting the kind of candidates that we needed to run for these races that would support agriculture here in our state? Yes, I would say that we did We did a very good job of getting the word out. We've got some uh, people that are uh, directly from farm operations that are running. 
uh, like Ricky Gosselin over in Iberia Parish. He's doing really well. Uh, Kevin Birkin in the, over in Calcasieu, uh, Jeff Davis Parish, and there's a race for the Senate over there. But Carrie, we've got some people that are also, uh, you know, friendly to ag, attached to the ag industry, uh, and, and we've gone out and interviewed them. And yes, this has been a good round. And thank you to everybody who's 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 actually obviously talked it up back home, or we wouldn't have these 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 candidates running that are supportive of ag in rural Louisiana. Well, Joe, over the next few weeks, we'll have the primary, we'll have the runoff, and at that point, we should know who will be our next governor. Uh, this is going to be a very close race uh, by, by, by a lot of uh, different folks' estimation, but you've got an incumbent governor with a, a strong percentage, 47%, going into a runoff uh, with a predominant, you know, a very conservative state. Uh, so if that governor is, a runoff, is in a runoff with one of those Republicans and it looks like that's what's going to happen, uh, that's going to be a tight race. You've got six candidates left over. Uh, there's eight candidates running in the race. So if there's two, those six, that governor has uh, worked with that, that, that constituency, and it's going to make a, a tough race for whoever gets in that race. Uh, for example, Ralph Abraham, and he gets in there. But then again, you're going to have a lot of conservative support come out. But, Kerry, I'm going to call this race as being a very close race. What about in the legislature? Once we get this new legislature in place, it's going to be a real educational process. I imagine you're going to be very busy uh, trying to get all of these folks up to speed on what's happening in Louisiana agriculture. And some and some people might see that as an obstacle, you know, or, or a challenge. But, but, Carrie, it's truly an opportunity along the lines of what you just said, education. They're coming in kind of a blank slate. You know, they don't know uh, how ag and rural Louisiana is related to the law, is related to the legislative process. And it's up to us, us being the membership and our leadership, to, to educate them properly. And, and the good news is we don't have to uneducate them on uh, some opposite, you know, opposite position. So, yes, I, I see it as an opportunity. And, yeah, it'll be a challenge, all right. Well, Joe, as we look forward to this next legislative session next year, I know it's kind of early, but are there any issues that we're working on right now, trying to lay the groundwork to have a good session next year? I got to tell you, Carrie, we we have put some some uh, issues in place, like the uh, the uh, farmers card program, and we've worked on that for about two and a half years, and we've we've done some really good uh, work there. Uh, some more could be done in the future, I'm sure, but uh, no, I think that uh, we, we don't want to go into this uh, next four years of this new administration uh, rocking too much of the boat. If we don't have to, I think you're going to have some issues that'll, uh, that'll bring us in on their own, like possibly the transportation fuel tax. You know, uh, if it's this governor that's reelected, uh, if it were me, that's certainly what I'd go for in the first year. And so we get swept into that, but on our own, Carrie, we, we're not coming with uh, an agenda, an aggressive agenda at this point. Uh, believe you, you, you know, this, this is going to be no surprise to you. We are looking at uh, some something to do with hogs and uh, hogs being on, uh, you know, reserves and and being able to to uh, take hogs as var- as varmints off reserves. It's going to be a touchy subject, so we're gonna we're requested a meeting with the secretary. So hopefully we won't end up with that issue back in the legislature, Kerry. We have fought the budget fight for several years now. Now we're looking at the news and we're sitting here with budget surpluses. Is that going to kind of cushion the attacks that we usually have on farm exemptions in the legislature? 
you know, you would think so, but, and, 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 and yes, to some degree, but at the same time, uh, so much damage has been done since, two, you know, the, the economy started to turn down in 2008 and, and, the, and the gun turret of the Louisiana legislative financial process started to, you know, go around looking for different industries and professions. You know, before that, we've been, they've understood that, you know, we're, we're, we, uh, you know, if you take away our exemptions, you tax food, basically. Okay. Before that, they've understood it. But the, the state has been money hungry. And, and so now we're now in, in, in those uh, crosshairs, Gary, whereas we've never been before. So I'm not saying that, uh, that, that we just got to keep a better eye is what I'm saying. We got to keep a very close, watchful eye. Keep, and, and, and what I'm asking right now is, you know, maintain those relationships back home. Anybody that's listening to this, please, with your representatives and your senators. And if you don't have one, please go establish one right after this, uh, this election. Joe Mapes, he's a lobbyist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. I know you got a busy few weeks ahead of you, Joe. Yes, sir. Good talking to you, Kerry. Well, that does it for this Monday edition of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. We'll be back with you tomorrow, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with us on social media. We're on both Facebook and Twitter. The handle is at Voice of LA Ag. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This podcast is produced by Kerry Martin and the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. For more information, be sure to check out our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.org and lafarmbureau.org.